0: The start of a new school year is a lot, especially in college. Turn that pile of coursework into great grades and stress-free weekends with Grammarly. Grammarly's digital writing assistant is a must-have for every college student. Its comprehensive writing suggestions help you avoid all those little mistakes that eat into your grade, so you can turn in your work with confidence. Best of all, it's free to use with all your favorite devices and apps. Need more advanced features? Upgrade to Grammarly Premium for clarity full sentence rewrites that rephrase hard-to-read sentences, cutting down on jargon and making your essays as clear and impactful as possible. It even comes with built-in plagiarism detection. Just one more way Grammarly covers all the details that go into getting the best possible grade. Improve your grades with fewer all-nighters by using Grammarly. Sign up for your free account at Grammarly.com slash podcasts and get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts.
1: On another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are finally cut up on Attack on Titan Season 4 and finally doing weekly coverage. The time has come, even though there's only two episodes left. We made it. This is episode 86, Retrospective, right after these ads we have no control over.
2: You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.
3: Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. This is Animation Deliberation, where we take action and animation seriously, but not too seriously. I'm your host, Zuhair Lee, my co-host, J. Scotty Sinclair. How are you, buddy?
3: Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. It's been a busy and tiring week. But it is absolutely exciting to be current with this show that we have been covering for some time now.
1: Yeah, so in my uh, culture, we had Navros yesterday, which is the Persian New Year to celebrate hmm. the beginning of spring and like the rejuvenation of life. So happy New Year's to you and happy New Year's to all of our listeners.
3: Happy New Year's. What was the name of that holiday again?
1: Novros.
3: Happy Novros. Yeah. Cool.
1: So I had a fun fact today. Okay. I noticed that with the song, the rumbling that these episodes have been starting with, it's very like, the lyrics are very related to the show. Hmm. Somebody had posted yesterday that this song is actually how Aaron would speak to Mikasa. All I ever wanted to do was the right things. I never wanted to be the king, I swear. All I ever wanted to do was save your life. I never wanted to grab a knife, I swear.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
1: I'm tearless, I'm fearless, I'm burning. You tell me what I've missed. I'm still wandering in the mist.
3: If I lose it all, <laughs> if I lose it all. And ah, then, that's that's uh,
1: awesome. All I ever wanted to do was know what's out there. I refuse to lose without a fight. We're just too young, ignorant, and innocent, like kids. Stay up night in a tent. How do you see me? Am I who I used to be? I was like, "Whoa!" Mm. Reading it like from that perspective just added like so much more to it. Like it was already just an awesome song, and then it's related to the show, and then you see like it's this conversation. It's like this inner thought, this inner dialogue of Aaron was like. Oh, we got more dialogue of his from the song than we have like from the season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And this uh, episode we're going to discuss, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Aaron didn't have any scenes at all. So, especially considering the fact that we've got two episodes to go, I'm hoping he has a lot more to say going forward. But that is definitely um, great insight, very profound and uh, a lot, a lot more poignant than the fun fact I was going to bring up. The fun oh, fact, what's that? Uh, it's just related to our show specifically. This is episode sixty-nine. So, go ahead and get it out of your system. Nice. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna move on from that part now. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I gotta say this episode was was pretty perfect. I hmm. loved every second of it. The music after the title card, the stakes, the animation, the action. All of it was stunning. One of the coolest nuances of it is I think that this is the most that we've seen of cadet class 104 actually come together and fight together. And a lot of that was just really fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I do want to dive into that, but I do want to kind of focus in on a smaller part of the story. And that's um, a little more of the development of the Marlian characters. And I want to open it with what I'm sure is what you're most excited to talk about is the new jaw titan. How'd you feel about all that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I I feel like two really big things happened in the episode. The first being the revelation of our jaw jaw Titan as Falco that I was very excited to see. And then the other one was um, the sacrifice of a couple of characters, but I'll I'll save that for later. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of you describing this episode as perfect, it was damn near perfect for me, but there were a couple of things that might have just put it over the edge for me. And, uh, As far as the jaw titan goes i i really did like it i liked the design i liked how different it was from anything else we'd seen but it was very very unexpected and it was very bird-like so it kind of had me thinking like just because his name is falco is that why they went that direction like, <laughs> like, that about that. Yeah, they gave him actual talons and like a beak. And like like I'm saying, I do appreciate the fact that it looks so different from uh Galliard's like lion version or Emir's more like troll version of this jaw titan. Um but I almost felt like in some ways it, it felt like more of a representation of like what I would expect out of like the Beast Titan, like a different narration of the the Beast Titan. And I kinda wondered if it was maybe him looking um to his brother Colt for maybe some inspiration, you know, given the fact that Colt was set up to be the inheritor for the beast Titan, but that's just, you know, pure speculation. But uh, yeah, I I loved everything about that decision going up to that point. Like everyone telling him like peak and Gabby telling him like, usually the first transformation doesn't go very well. And we saw the ramifications of that when he just started, you know, almost killed peak and had to be ripped removed from the titan in order to prevent him from doing that but um yeah i I really enjoyed it what did you think
1: i thought it looked really cool the feathers kind of threw me off but you know the the beak and everything and just kind of how insane he went because i feel like both times that we've seen the jaw titan it's been like in a controlled environment Mm -hmm. uh, because they've had experience with it before so this was the first time that we saw the jaw titan go loose Mm mm-hmm and it was really cool because, like I said last time, this is the first time that it have been like, yes, I can't wait to watch all these scouts die. Screw all of <laughs> them. So, <laughs> it was really cool how the cart Titan kind of just popped up from underneath and ate one of them and they were like, let's all focus fire and she's kind of like, ha, you can try. And it was mm-hmm. going around but like obviously she kept herself a little bit more vulnerable trying to keep Falco in check. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't only that like falco almost killed her but when she saw and heard that general Magath was running up like you see in detail that she actually like pins the arms and legs down so he actually sits still mm. so that he's able to do it without getting hurt so like her, her control in the situation and everything was really cool so mm-hmm. from the three that we've seen gremlin falcon and lion how would you rank your favorites
3: I was just a really big fan of Galliard's version of the Jaw Titan. So I put him first, Falco's second, and then Ymir's third. Yeah, that's you? my list exactly. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's it's kind of worth mentioning the whole situation that kind of triggered Falco into action, that kind of motivated him to to make that decision. It was how badly... Rhina and Annie were being mutilated without their mm. armor. that was pretty pretty grotesque and pretty rough. rhina yeah, has last. not had it easy this season. <laughs> no,
1: he has not, and at first, it was kind of like, yeah, you kind of deserve this, but now I'm like starting to feel bad for him uh the last thing that well not the last, but the the thing that I wanted to say about Peak because there's similarities mm. between like a little of her character to Rhina's. And one of the things that I've really liked about her character is, like, how big sisterly she is towards everybody. And her, like, gestures and compassion, like, really showed a lot more in this, too. The way that she, like, holds on to them tight. And she's really uh, caring about them. And it really is big sister-like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely I appreciate that. And it adds more to how much I like that character. But it also kind of reminds us that, like, that's how a lot of these guys looked at Rhina when they were in the cadet corps, because Aaron even said, it's like, you were like the big brother to us. We looked up to you. Like you sure. were the inspiration to us. And we see Rhina's interaction with the kids as well and how much they look up to him. So it's like both of those personalities of, hit, of his, that we say the warrior and the soldier, was it? Yes. yes. The warrior and the soldier, like, Despite how different they are and how different they think, like it's really beautiful to see that the brotherly nature be for both sides of that—the Marlians and the Mm Paradians—and it was it was just a really cool contrast that I saw because Galliard was warrior-like and he was the younger brother, but to see uh Peak and Rhina the way they are and the comparison between that was just was really nice
3: yeah I, I agree, and what made it you know all the more poignant was you know looking at the only other female warrior we have is Annie, and we spent such a long time away from her, and now that we're finally back with her, her motivations are just so so different, like she was entirely motivated by saving her father, and that was a, a big part of the episode, too. You know, I said there were two big parts of the episode, but that was the other big part, the fact that they realized this whole mission that they set up in the previous episode is basically a failure in a big way because they do not have the time it's going to take what they say at least like half a day Mm -hmm. to get this airship ready so that means liberio's already gone yeah and they're they're basically just just trying to stop aaron from destroying the entire earth at this point marley's pretty much gone for the most part so that uh sets annie up again for that she questions mikasa like Will you be able to kill Aaron? Will you be able to stand by and watch if I try to kill Aaron? Just... Did we get an answer from Mikasa or did she get interrupted?
1: It was Annie busting out in tears saying, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of all of you. I don't want to do this anymore. And then that's kind of how it faded off.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, this is the most I've ever liked Annie's character. Like, Hmm. It's more raw. It's more emotional. Like she was just kind of that. Don't talk to me kind of. um, I'm trying not to use the B word, but the B word Yeah. Uh, early on. So it was like, all right, you're a badass. We get it. You don't care about people. We get it. Right. But to see like how much she was actually keeping cooped up. You know, we saw when they first infiltrated parody. We saw when they had to make the decision to kill Marco. Mm. we saw some flashback stuff and now we're seeing like the genuine annie and it's like i really feel for her on how much that she's just bearing on her shoulders like it's not even just her being a warrior and protecting this and that like she genuinely has a relationship with these people that she didn't want to show before and the fact that all of it is being torn apart is really getting to her and the way that they're conveying that emotion through this character, like the facial expressions, especially like even when she's mm-hmm. inside of the Titan, is just like stunning to watch.
3: Yeah, 100% agreed. Uh,
1: her and Rina like co-Titan butt kicking.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: phenomenal, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. with the music. Yeah. It was so cool the way they were backing each other up and is double teaming and it is really scary that like titan killing has gotten so efficient that just being a titan like isn't even that much of a perk anymore mm-hmm. like it actually felt like a balanced fight and the way that those thunder spears were just tearing apart their limbs and oh the ones that went into rhina's face and just blew them apart was like
3: oh yeah oh and then, yeah, Annie got, like, partially beheaded, and she's, like, just inside the Titan, like, I can't see anything. Why can't I see anything?
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're
3: kind of missing a head and an arm. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the subjects of thunder spears, that, you know, I, I said there were a couple of things that were keeping this episode from being absolutely perfect for me. And thunder spears makes me think of of the other aspect that just kind of left me wanting a little bit. And that that's flock. We've talked about how much we wanted to see him die. And as satisfying as it was to see him taken out in some regard, I didn't feel like it was quite definitive enough. Like we see his body fall into the water, but I I really hope that's not the end for him because I need to have him have a more gratifying and personal death. What do you think?
1: I wasn't convinced he was dead.
3: Okay. Okay. I'm not either. But I, I hope that's not all we see from him.
1: Yeah, it looked like—I mean, to me, it looked like more of a shoulder shot. But okay, I thought so too. Yeah. You never know, like what's intentional and what's just like, yeah, put the shot like somewhere over there, like it could have been over analyzing it. But yeah, I'm—I wasn't convinced he was dead from that, especially with just how quick it was. Do mm-hmm. you know who shot him? Was it Keith? I
3: thought it was Gaby.
1: I didn't think the camera ever panned to who it was. I was just watching the episode again, too, and I was trying to pay attention to it, but it just cuts on to the next thing.
3: Really? Yeah. Huh. I've only seen it the once, and I was pretty well convinced it was Gabi, but now you have me questioning because, yeah, with the reveal of Keith, I know in terms of like the the train full of reinforcements, that was never confirmed until I think McGath asked Keith directly. You were the one that took out the reinforcements mm-hmm. he's like yep that was me
1: yeah general Magath and um jean were the only ones with rifles
3: huh you got me wanting to scrub back through the episode right now but i'm yeah. <laughs> wary of my i'm wary of my wi-fi connection <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm not convinced he's dead but at the same time it's just it's really hard to process the fact there's only one episode left like there's got to be a part three
3: do we only have one episode left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why my count was off. I thought there was going to be 30 episodes this this season. Mm-mm. Okay.
1: There is one more episode on April 4th, episode 80, 87, titled The Dawn of Humanity.
3: April 4th? So we have to wait. We're going this weekend without a new episode?
1: That's what I'm seeing. No! Oh, you heard it here first guys
3: no uh at least we'll have young justice premiering in the in the meantime a couple of days beforehand and that's true yeah
1: that could be pretty heartbreaking too
3: <laughs> yeah very true very true it tugs on the heartstrings quite often as well yep and doesn't pull punches in terms of sacrificing characters uh but I did mention the Titan-sized hole I've had in my viewing experience last week and how I was filling that up a little bit. And I just happened upon this one. Uh, the dub version of Season 5 of My Hero Academia is available on Hulu or Country Roll or wherever you get your, your anime content. So I've, I've already dug in fairly deep into that one and I'm really enjoying being back in that world.
1: Nice. Yeah. I guess I'm due for a rewatch since it's in the dub now.
3: Mhm, mhm.
1: That is one of the slower seasons, though. So
3: I don't know. I've noticed that they're they're definitely dragging out the the matches without saying too much.
1: Yeah, it's like I want to watch. I want to keep watching Arcane and that other show that I started whose name I forgot. Dota. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I want to watch Arcane. I want to watch Dota. I need to start Vox Machina, <laughs> but then like I want to rewatch Demon Slayer. Oh, did you know that there is a movie called Attack on Titan Chronicles, and it's basically the first three seasons just crammed into a movie?
3: I had no idea this was news to me.
1: Yeah, because I was like, I really want to watch more. And I typed in like Attack on Titan movies, and that yeah. was the only animated one that came up.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, to bring it back to Attack on Titan in this episode in particular, we we did mention McGath and, and uh, Keith and that was the other big part of the episode that I, I mentioned at the beginning. And that was their sacrifice there at the end to get rid of the Marley ship that could have pursued our heroes as well as the Jaegerists that were assembling there. So I think Keith himself said he was looking for a good time to, to die. Mm-hmm. And they just had this very mutual respect and admiration for each other right there at the end. And it was a, noble and worthy sacrifice in my opinion.
1: Yeah, just uh it was interesting the first time that we saw Maggot, it was reminding me of Keith, just because the way they did the eyes and everything, so of course when they're mm. standing right next to each other it's like, you guys really are the same, not only in life experience, but in looks. Uh So when he was talking about like how he had to put his morals to the side so that he could train children to be weapons like mm-hmm that was that was honestly really rough to listen to and the way that Keith felt the same yeah. on just kind of like what he had to endure in his life and the fact that he felt joy. I was wondering who was looking out the window and made eye contact with Annie and we found out that it was him. Mm. And for them to, I guess, really enunciate like how much it meant to him and how much it is for these characters to be working together for the greater cause. Despite mm. everything that's going on. And for him to go out of this world knowing that that was like a win for him. Right. And then Magath also having like, just being proud of the warriors that he has with them currently. You know, we're just praising um, Rhyna and Peek. But man, it's a, it's a, I won't even lie. I teared up at the end of that episode. All of that mm. all of that bundled up together between Annie's conversation and then uh Commandant Keats. That was a lot. It was a really good episode.
3: Yeah, it was. And and that sacrifice came kind of full circle there at the end. I can't remember who gave the speech, but um speaking about Annie and her kind of giving up, that's when they were able to say, like, look, he sacrificed his life for people that he will whose names he will never know. He knew Liberia was lost, but he mm-hmm. still made the sacrifice th- so that this fight could continue. It's really motivational. And I, Save
1: the people whose names we don't know, and uh, that was yeah. your girl, Hanji.
3: Hanji, of course, of course.
1: Really stepping into that leadership position day to day.
3: Exactly, exactly. Well, thinking of Hanji and her leadership skills and her cooking skills... Mm-hmm. This is really dumb, but I thought of a remix to that whole rumbling. Oh no! Intro. Are you familiar with Winnie the Pooh at all?
1: Mm, somewhat.
3: You know how he says his tummy tummy is rumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do a, a video with Winnie the Pooh. My tummy's rumbling, rumbling <laughs>
1: for honey,
0: rumbling, rumbling exactly. uh, picnics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah. um one visual that we've seen a lot is mikasa with blood all over her face mm. just from you know savage titan slaying and whatnot mm-hmm. and i was thinking like oh yeah we're used to seeing this but she's also used to it being like steamed off so you've never had to like look at her actually wipe it so the fact that she actually had to like actually clean that off of her eyes and they you know made the effort to put that detail in i was like oh yeah this this blood is actually sticking on that white shirt and is actually like a nuisance in her eyes and this is human blood that's just Mm -hmm. gonna be sitting in that water and all over that port for eternity like Mm -hmm. oh it was like disturbing but because it's her and how cool it was watching her just massacre all of them was insane like she chopped off the one dude's head pushed it in the guy that was trying to shoot her then stabbed the sword through both of them yeah that That
3: was was badass
1: oh my god yeah that was intense practice doing this like what do you do in your spare time
3: (laughs) yep yep while levi is on the sidelines nursing his injuries mikasa has stepped up in a huge way to deliver those Really, really gripping action sequences in this episode delivered on all fronts in that regard.
1: We see some cool kills from Jean and Connie too, and for Connie, it was hilarious because mm. I was like, "Have we even seen you kill a Titan yet?" And you're just like, <laughs> with the with the most class, just slaughtering all these humans.
3: Yep, yep. Have we seen him kill a Titan? I don't
0: know I don't if know. we have.
3: I don't think we have. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I think we've only seen uh, Historia and Aaron kill like one Titan.
3: okay okay interesting very interesting
1: i'm not sure if armin's killed one
3: no not not directly i don't think just um i mean the obvious It's
1: your job your job is literally just to kill and study titans
3: well yeah it makes you think back on levi's squad you had the the certain members that had very high numbers of kills and then the other ones that were counted as you know assist for lack of a better term yeah exactly
1: Damn man, that action scene was so good. I I really can't think of a flaw in this episode.
3: Yeah, it was a definitely a strong entry. The few gripes I had, I I think were pretty justifiable and really just setting up things for what is going to has to be like a extended finale with everything that we have to cover at this point.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it is a lot of just me whining so much the last couple of episodes by not enough happening or just being super confusing. The fact that it was just clear cut what was going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I guess that was the fun part for me. Yeah. Um, And man, this really does make me appreciate like weekly coverage. And it is like the con of a binge, especially as a podcaster because so much gets mixed together Mm -hmm. that to be able to just, spend a little bit of time to just break down like the 20 minutes that we saw. I absolutely love it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a little bit of a change up. Like before we went into recording this, I was kind of wondering, I was like, do I have enough to say about this episode? Because we've been covering like at least like, I think the shortest episodes that we've done are, have been like maybe eight episodes. So yeah, this was definitely a fantastic episode to to start our, our deep dive and week by week coverage. Even though there's only one week left,
1: you ready for it? Oh, I'm ready. I want to see if it has at least like an episode time. So the Jujutsu Kaisen movie is in theaters right now. The show itself is on season one, and I was I haven't watched the show at all yet either. So mm-hmm. I was watching a trailer just to get an idea for the visuals, and I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And lo and behold, it is the same studio that made Attack on Titan.
3: Production IG?
1: Uh, MAPPA, M-A-P-P-A. Oh, okay. Or I guess they're the producers.
3: The yeah, I don't know. There's thing. always multiple studios. I feel like there's always multiple studios involved with every every anime, so it's tough to tell who's like the distributor versus the producer. Versus the production team, but yeah.
1: MAPPA is a Japanese animation studio headquartered in Suginami, Tokyo. Okay. They did Kids on the Slope, Terror in Resonance, Yuri on Ice, *In This Corner of the World, Zombieland Saga, Dororo, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Attack on Titan, the final season.
3: Oh, the final season, okay. Word.
1: Yeah, um, I think we're kinda ready to wrap it up and about the episode of uh typical anime.
3: Indeed. Indeed. So yeah, as we're wrapping up here, I will encourage all the listeners. Uh we've got one episode left to go, so if you've been enjoying our coverage and want to submit some feedback, now is the perfect time to do so. You can send your audio feedback or a written-in email to animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com as well as our Instagram, which is just animation deliberation. Uh, You can find us on, uh, excuse me, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, Just search for animation deliberation and we should come up. And uh, I would also encourage you to leave us a review and share us with your friends. Just increase our visibility and get us out to that many more people because we are the podcast that takes action animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. So For J. Scotty St. Clair, thanks for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N.
1: And Zoo always says, stay (laughs)
3: loved. Love the third person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Strand Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1 for this and other great shows, you can visit Strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash chat. Tune in next time and remember, stay whelmed.
2: You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome. You're invited to take a vacation. From everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi. Wanderers welcome.